You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimao of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Monster Mash. No, the monster. It was a graveyard smash. Speaking of <laughs> uh, the Adams family, you know, uh, this is uh, spooky number 13. Not, could be, not to be confused with the guy who works at the tattoo parlor with the number 13 and the web of his hand there on his neck. <laughs> uh, this is spooky number 13 where we tell scary stories. I could tell the story. I, can, uh, I, can, I got a couple scary stories for you tonight. Oh, good. Um, but actually one as I was on my way home. Okay. When you pay an absurd amount of rent in New York City and you, you know, have to pay like $5 for eggs and you have to pretend that's normal, <laughs> you know, like shit like that. At the at the fake health food store? Yeah, exactly. Like the fucking health food store where the guy has a gun on you the whole time. Perfect. Um, one of the only fringe benefits is that when you're from like the Midwest, you get to play it off like everyone here has got like a really elevated taste. You know, it's like, oh, I guess that's, that's cool for flyover states, but this, that doesn't play in New York. You can't no. do, like, stupid shit like that. This must be New York, bro. Yeah, this is New York, man. <laughs> that doesn't fly here. Uh, today, on my way home, I saw, I caught all of you fucking tasteless assholes that live in New York. Fucking don't let, don't let that fucking jerk off fool you. Everyone here is fucking tasteless. Line around the block outside of Irving Plaza for Drowning Pool. <laughs> that was 
was some scary <laughs> shit right there. So I see you. I see you fucking tasteless New Yorkers doing that. I see you fucking lining up around the block for Fishbone last week, too. I would line up for Fishbone, but um, <laughs> Fishbone played... Listen, that doesn't play here in New York, all that right? That doesn't play here in New York, no. Didn't Johnny Pool do <laughs> Let the Body Set the Floor? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you've, you've, That's what made me all... think of it. It was the uh, the song for, like, every horror movie that came out that year had that fucking song in it somewhere. Holy shit. Jason X had that. Um. So... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, that you've you've uh, has gotten off to a really scary start. Yeah, I just spooked that, you right away. Yeah, that's cool. You spooked me all. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I don't have anything. I have well, I have. I don't have a scary story. I could tell. I mean, I I don't have a recent scary story. I could tell about the time that I had to go to the DNA office to see if I was the father of a child. Jesus um, fucking Christ! That was scary. I told you that story a million times, man. Um, just, <laughs> maybe, but you know, still fucking chills me to the bone. Oh yeah. Well, should I tell the story? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, fine. A quick story. A quick. Uh, Justin Kiss is uh, he's here, everybody, but he's fixing my pink guitar right now because uh, he is my personal roadie. He's like I'm like uh, I'm like the governor, and he is my Benson to uh, <laughs> to to make a reference that only only Andrew and I get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, quick story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty good show. That's true. Justin kisses right on the ball there. Okay. Quick question. Quick story. Quick scary story. And this gives you, Andrew, enough time to think of another scary story. I don't know if I can, <laughs> I don't know if I can top Drowning Pool, but I'm going to try. <laughs> this does involve letting the body set the floor at some point. All right. I am working my way out of my apartment living situation in Albany, planning to move to New York City. I had dated a woman who I met at the vitamin store. Uh, and we did it a bunch of times. Always, I always kept a bag on, you know, I always rubbered up because I, that was my biggest fear and still is my biggest fear is an accidental mm-hmm. pregnancy. So I'm driving to, uh, a Borders store to buy magazines one day, uh, for maximum verbosity. I will explain every little thing. Sean Duty, Sean Duty style. I will. I was driving my '96 uh, Mazda Protege to. Oh no. Um, so I was driving there, and I, she calls me, and is like, she calls me and says, "Hey, can you talk?" And I'm like, I answer the phone, of course, like kind of a dickhead back then. Uh, not that I'm not a dickhead now. Um, and she's like, uh, "Well, uh, I'm pregnant," and starts crying. Mm. And life, uh, well, life, yeah, life. life, the life meter, and I'm like, well, um, uh, she's like, oh, don't worry, it's not yours. I was like, oh my god, but still, the color's out of yeah, my you face. You can't say that to you because you'll fr- you'll still freak no. out for weeks at a time. I was freaked out for six months at a time, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so it turns out that she got loaded one night and banged some dude at the bar, and. Uh, and just called me for some reason to tell me that she was pregnant because we had hooked up like literally the same day earlier that day. Ooh, <laughs> like really bad timing. Flash How did for- she know that it wasn't yours? Well, all right, well, you know. Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> so she's figured that she'd be keep me in the loop. Meanwhile, I'm moving to New York like then <laughs> to live with my girlfriend <laughs> at the time, who was a sweet woman who I never clued in on the fact that I'm like, checking my phone like every 10 seconds wait and every time i would get a text i would have like a mini heart attack because it would be like oh sorry psych it's your child psych is the cat out of the bag now though she uh, she listens she knows now no she actually became a world traveler and i we don't talk very much yeah fair enough uh, yeah say lovey 
Um, so a couple months go by, and I'm living in New York. If you, Andrew, if you remember, we were we shared a city at one point. I'm living in New York, I, back I and remember. forth. Yeah, and she finally calls me and says, "Look." He wants a DNA test because we're really not sure whose baby it is. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So I tell my girlfriend, I'm like, hey, I got a special band practice at you know three in the afternoon on Friday <laughs> uh, in Albany. Can I? Yeah. <laughs> so I. Uh, can I come? Yeah. No. No. She's no, like, it's no. not the kind of band practice you can come to, dude. It was a Friday, so she's like. Oh well, maybe I can come and like you know we can like spend the weekend up there. And I'm like, mm, uh, no. And I had to like, and I'm sure she thought I was like you know on some other fucking cheating shit or some shit, but I wasn't. Uh, not really. I mean, unless you know I was on some Mori Povich shit. Um, so I drive up there, fucking white knuckling the whole time. I get there like way before they do. Uh, fittingly enough, the DNA office is uh, directly behind a Denny's. Excellent. Awesome. So I park in the I park in the parking lot, uh, go inside, meet her there, and she like hugs me, and she's like, "No matter what happens, it's gonna be okay." And I'm like, "No, definitely so not." not. And she's show- the exact opposite of what you just Yo, said. And is what's she's like showing. Okay, so it's like like way past the point of like no return. Way past the point where we can go, you know, we can go get an abo and a burger. You know, what I mean, it's like way past the point of that. We can so. <laughs> You know, so I'm like fucking freaking out that my entire life has come down to a fucking second floor DNA office in Colony, New York. All right. Let me put a let me fucking drive to Walmart and shoot myself with a shotgun. Um, <laughs> get in there. And it's typical, like sterile office. The place is, smells musty. It's like 1970s architecture. Dude is late, of course, right? Texting mm-hmm. her. They get into, like, a text battle. She's on her sidekick in, like, a text battle. <laughs> like, Well, she starts texting him normal style, and then when you know she flips to sidekick, you know that's how she's digging in for a big yeah, fucking Yeah, you need argument. two hands there. Yeah, you need two hands. And I'm just, like, I'm standing there literally with my head in my hand, like, she's like, <laughs> she's like don't be so paranoid. And I'm like, they're like, they can't start the meeting until all pro- all parties are present. I'm just looking at the guy trying to get a read on him, and he's like on it, like has a side to us, like just look like working on his computer or whatever. And I think he's probably like writing out like, you know, you're fucked for the rest of your life, you know, <laughs> that kind of shit. <laughs> writing you an apology email. <laughs> Finally, this dude shows up, and he is dressed like, like, um, like Eminem. <laughs> yeah, I, weirdly, I pictured Eminem walking in, so I'm glad we're on the same Slick page. back hair. He's got a. Non, I, I got a jersey with a number on it, but it's not from any particular sports team. But it's also not a FUBU. It's just kind of like a, it's kind of like a uh, like a Marshalls brand type. Uh. Yeah, um, in there, like looking really fucking haggard. And I'm like, I'm, in one moment we had like that solidarity look, like uh, one of us is getting fucked for the rest yeah, of our life. Here we life. go, man. <sighs> that motherfucker, the doctor. loving this i'm sure this dude fucking swims laps in his pool after this shit happens because he's so he loves making people's lives miserable so he's reading yeah yeah justin (laughs) would justin would have laughed his ass off uh so i'm like um really uh like freaked out everybody's freaked out then so he's like okay well he's reading all this diagnostic stuff to us and like i give a fuck you know what i mean like please just he's like oh yeah you know and uh he's reading about the baby he's got like a fucking and then he's finally like um he's like uh which one is william who's william and i'm like okay is this like a fucking is this like your second place Hans yeah this is, is how winner. top chef ends yeah. you never know yeah 
commercial. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be like Maury Povich. <laughs> right, when I get back from William, you are not the father, which means Hans, you are top dad. Uh, it says, William, there is, it's, uh, you are uh, 100% the father of this child. And I'm like... <gasps> because I, I I just was imagining like I, I literally saw like my life and that time my dad bought me a yellow bike my yellow huffy bike when I was five years old and we lived in Fort Edward in the apartment and like my dad built me like a shed and tried to be like a good dad and I'm totally fucked up my life and then like all the shit ran past you know my mom taking me to the park and we flew kites like I was thinking about all this shit and then I was fucking then I think I'm a loser because I ruined my fucking life <laughs> And then it's like, and then he said, and then, then immediately I'm left, I'm off the hook and I'm like, and I was totally like, like not even trying to be like, like swaggy or anything. I'm like, okay, are we good? Are we good? And he's like, well, yes, it's just William. And he starts talking to William and I'm like, I get up and I just open the door and leave. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I'm surprised you didn't spike a football and Super Bowl no. shuffle out of there. Oh shit! You know? Uh, <laughs> you know? Oh no! It was I. I I got out and I I, I parked uh, kind of far away because uh, I misinterpreted where the building where the building where I was supposed to be was, and I ran across the parking lot uh, just like when I went to the hooker house. I ran across the parking lot, and got in my car, and like a comic book, fucking sped away like a like a big the word vroom came out of my back of my car. <laughs> And oh my god! So that was the scary. That was literally the scariest moment of my life. Not not less less. It was uh, scarier than the time we almost died like a couple times. Yeah, <laughs> the one drive where we almost died what three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was uh, scarier than when I got a knife pulled on me. Scarier than like a lot of things. Um, I was thinking about that drive actually uh, a few days ago. The point where the semi truck tried to merge into us in uh, I don't remember I think it was maybe that was West Virginia or maybe we were still in that was right Kentucky, outside of know. that was right outside of Huntington I'll never forget that shit. there you go and for some reason it made perfect sense to yell out Stevie Winwood yes even oh my God. <laughs> so I, as to the best of my knowledge Steve Winwood not dead from truck merging no. but still no I think it was because I was urging myself to roll with it and making a, a very roundabout sort of like semi-esoteric Steve Winwood reference <laughs> like Stevie, oh. Winwood, Stevie Winwood Eric Busta loves that story by the way Stevie Winwood Stevie Winwood and everyone's like looking at me like I'm a total duke duke dick <laughs> and a piece of duke I guess you know duke it's a new one duke you're a fucking duke you know that brings up an interesting story um not an interesting story but but speaking of words real quick uh, one of our tumblr questions was that um you know, I have like words for like cut. I have words for the vagina, like um, cutty and uh, mm-hmm. and put and putty and gush, um, bag, burger, slit, rip. Um, these are ones I learned from my father. But uh, my dad, my dad loves the word the term uh, rip. Like, oh, I bet she's got God. a. I bet she's got thanks, a. Pop. Uh, thanks, pop. I bet she's got a tight rip. <laughs> uh, uh. He's in the. He was in the navy the army uh, and a truck driver so he's yeah that's really the trifecta right there but he's like uh but uh and then the person says with with uh with such a way with words have you also given your your penis a a new alias um i think the alias i've given my penis is beautiful stranger (laughs) (laughs) i call it uh because i'm on a lot of i'm on antidepressant medication antipsychotic medication so it doesn't work really 
I mean, I occasionally can't... you just you're watching football and it just happens. The last time, yeah, I mean, really, honestly, that I mean, I think football. Some football players are sexy, but um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I uh, it doesn't. My sex drive is like really low, you know. And uh, the last time I beat off was the other day because Miss Delaware put out a porn video. And uh, so I watched what the it. Fuck? Yeah, the the newly crowned Miss Delaware uh, did like a back room, like motel room porno, like not that long ago. <laughs> and I watched it, and the it was my style, where it's like you know single camera shoot, faceless fan style, where you don't even see the dude's face; you just see this girl like keeps her clothes on, that kind of thing. Um, oh wow! She was she was clean shaven, so I wasn't that turned on, but. Um, uh, <laughs> Justin liked that one, <laughs> and, and uh, um, but it was neat. Uh, I thought it was neat, and I got a little rise in my Levi's. <laughs> I know, awful. Uh, uh, that was a, a line from a Doctor Hook song, which makes it even worse. Um, that sounds like your old man talking, though. I, my old man, hey, might, you got a my, rise in your Levi's. Hey, she puts a rise. Oh, baby makes her blue jeans talk. I'll tell you what, <laughs> boy. Hey, you make them blue jeans talk, or like in reference to like a woman who has a particularly heart-shaped ass. I like to put uh, Cupid's arrow in between those that that heart or those oh, those thanks, buns. Bob. I like to put a hot dog in between those buns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Jesus <laughs> Christ! Is, hey, this is uh, like you know, truck driver plus small town equals um, telling pussy stories in front of your son. At some mm-hmm. point, which is cool, whatever, you know? Oh, I was watching something that loves truck stop today. I watched, uh, have you ever had a chance to sit down? I didn't catch a name of the show exactly. I think it's just called Navajo Cops. No, I haven't. If uh, you have a chance, it's really worth your time. I think it's on Netflix right now. Um, <laughs> it, it's, you know, one of those reality shows that are clearly scripted or maybe like reenacted very badly because they're fucking mm-hmm. cops. They're not actors. Um. But yeah, there was a, there was one where they pulled a shotgun out of a, a woman's uh, pickup truck at a Love's truck stop. <laughs> she was heading to a casino. Pretty dope. Oh, great! Uh, so, uh, wait, did you say a Love's casino? No, no, she was at a Love's truck stop where they pulled her over. She was heading to a casino with a loaded shotgun in her truck. <laughs> We've probably been around that woman many times. The Love's, oh, without a doubt. The Love's truck stops were always the the bottom of the barrel. I would, you know, you guys. I knew you guys had a piss. And I know you guys were hungry, but I would always pass the loves to get to, like, the Flying J or the Petro. or The some... Petro is where it's at. There's, Petro. like, five Petros, I think, oh, at this point. Petro but they're great. fucking golden. And a bonus for Petro if you go to any Petro in the, uh, in the lower states. Uh, <laughs> figuratively and literally the lower states. Uh, they have a copious amount of Confederate flags, which you can purchase and hang up in the back, <laughs> the back window of your pickup truck. What we so. really need to find is when we stopped at a Petro in, I, th- I want to say it was 2006. Seven. Uh, I know what you're talking at about. At the checkout, there was a cassette, which, to my estimation, is the very first podcast. We're going to yeah. call that the first overnight drive, because that was it. It was way <laughs> beyond, way, way before podcasts. It was a guy who was apparently too stupid to have his radio show anymore. And decided that he was going to make his show for truckers on cassette and just sell it directly at a Petro, which is actually a brilliant business model, thinking back. Oh, yeah. um, it was tremendous. I would love, somebody must have that, and I would love to find it. Oh, my God. The, <laughs> I, uh, I sadly the examples think... he used when he had, he was arguing against Mexican truckers coming over to the U.S. without uh, a work visa or something to that effect. 
And he would sit there and straight-faced go, Your waitress oh is helping out that. Carlos, but Carlos only has pesos. Like, it was stunningly good. <laughs> He's like, you have to wait in a line, in a toll line for hours because Carlos only uses so pesos. <laughs> yeah, that was really awesome. I forget. I see. I tr- and I remember even in the you know embryonic state of even back then the em- embryonic state of the internet research wise. I tried to like Google the 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 guy's name and the cassette and even like the matrix number on the cassette, and I just couldn't find any information. And that's so sad that that's lost because I would just. I think we could just put that up as a podcast. Oh, without a doubt, because that dude, I, uh, it's there somewhere. It, it it exists, but it is off the grid, one hundred percent. It's like a mix between Art Bell and like the Believer's Voice of Freedom. Uh, yeah. and, and like they talk about religion they talk about like the lonely life of a trucker keep in between the yellow lines don't get white line fever always keep the sunny side up that kind of shit but then I also so I get really racial on Mexicans like Mexican truckers who are like you know who are like taking everybody's cheap freight and bringing it up to Canada you know and they don't they don't have a driver's license and they don't know how to speak English and they have like diminutive bodies that you know <laughs> Like that kind of shit, really like weirdly xenophobic, like racial. The best shit. part is they jumped right into it. There was oh, no yeah. like easing you in. They just got right to it. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I could figure. I mean, if I was like a Yahoo trucker, I'd be like right on. You know, I would. Oh, keep, I would. I would put it. I would put it in and break it off as far as the cassette deck goes. You know. Um, I wonder if your old man has it. I wonder if he found it in your car after you know, uh, after JVU broke down and he's just hoarding it. <laughs> uh, uh, to my father's credit, he he. Uh, he told me that he would disown me if I became a trucker because there was a couple years, lean years there, where I was like, you know, I like driving. Why don't I just become a fucking trucker? And uh, I remember this actually. <laughs> you do. I was talking. Yeah. Oh, remember when I bought like the trucker gloves and I was real, real serious for that one tour? <laughs> I, was, I got us arrested outside. Of, I got us pulled over outside of Wawa, and I thought it was like a good idea to pull into like an industrial park. <laughs> oh, Jesus like, what Christ! You, he's like, hey, what are you guys doing driving around the industrial park? I was like, I don't know. We're not from around here. <laughs> and shot. And I remember Sean Duty still eating his sandwich, like, <laughs> like devout. <laughs> Everybody hated me that night. That was great. Still driving. Dude, we never, we never got pulled over for any sort of like real shit though. Never got a speeding no. ticket. We got that one LA parking ticket. There's no place to park, and we knew it. <laughs> but the only other time I remember is after that show when we were listening to something, or I were listening to like fucking I don't know. It was Heaven Seventeen or something. Yep. Uh, and you started dancing, and a cop pulled in behind us because you were, quote, acting the fool. Yeah, a cop who looked like fucking Marcellus Wallace from Pulp Fiction pulled up. <laughs> and that I remember that was in, like, I think, Nutley, New Jersey. Or yep. somewhere, some shithole fucking in New Jersey. I don't know. Sorry, New Jersey people. Um, Phillipsburg? I don't know. Um, and our, ta- our cassette deck hadn't worked at all the entire time. And then you got it to work. You had the magic touch. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, awesome. And, like, 27-year-old me is, like, jumping up. And remember I had that shiny purple, like, like you know, first down fucking jacket with, like, the fur collar? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was good. That was really bringing in all the ladies. That was perfect. Um, and, oh, God. And I start dancing. And uh, he comes up. He's like, is everything okay around here? And I'm like, oh, officer, I'm just acting the fool. Oh, that's right. You said acting the fool. That's right. (laughs) And for some reason, I I thought I'd like do black talk because he's a black guy. That's how stupid I was. And (laughs) it worked out pretty well. It worked out well. He's like, you know, he probably thought I was like a dumb cracker, which is also true. 
Also and, true. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, okay, we'll just make sure, you know. And I was like, he's like, where are you guys headed? And I'm like, back to Albany. He's like, well, you better get going. Yeah. And, oh, that's right. We got to run yeah, out of town. And, who, and never come back to Nutley, New Jersey ever again. Don't worry about it, dude. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'll see what I can do yeah, about that. I was planning on coming back from like you know, my wedding. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, really? So you, can, uh, you can mark it down. Jesus. So uh, for, for your end, what are people freaking out about this week? Oh, my God. Well, uh, there was a big gun control rally or anti-gun control rally in Albany today. Uh, uh, people were the, – the, all the dudes that I used to be in Boy Scouts with who have recently added me on Facebook, like, hey, there's that crazy dude who showed us shit porn when we worked at camp together, <laughs> which is true, by the way. That's a good story to tell, actually. Uh, uh, real quick, I, I showed – they were showing, like, Die Hard or some movie in the lodge for all the staff. And meanwhile, I got this movie called Piss and Shit Party. Very good. And it was like a shit porn. And people were like, you know, it became like word around campus, word around camp, because I was a cook at the camp and we all worked there. And we had this one big lodge where we all stayed. And I put the VCR on. I was like, yo, I'm showing that shit porn tonight, dude. And <laughs> it was literally just women. It was German porn, obviously. And women shitting on each other, people pissing on each other, and then people fucking. There were like 30 people in our cabin and no one showed up to the movie. So they came looking for us, and the leader of the camp and his number one, his fucking, you know, Jordy LaForge drone next to him, walked in as we were watching the shit porn, and the dude's name was Steve, and someone just says, Steve! And I ran up, and I ran up, and I didn't turn the TV off. I just pressed stop on the VCR. And uh, so I'm just standing up there in front of like 30 people with a fur- with a fuzzy screen behind me and i turn around and i'm like oh hey yeah steve i'm just i just got telling i'm just telling stories here to everybody <laughs> 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 but the great part was the next day um for lunch uh for dessert i served lemonade and brownies uh, oh, it's adorable. <laughs> very, very topical. Very topical. Fucking cheeky. And, and everyone's like, I can't believe it. I can't believe you did that. It's so gross. And thinking back on it now, I was showing it to like, you know, like counselors and training, like 14, 15 year old dudes. So like mm-hmm. maybe I could have went to, you know, Warren County Jail at some point for that. But, you know, unfortunately, the uh, or fortunately, um, it just all became folklore back then. <laughs> That's um, uh, that that's topical. That's topical for what my freaking out thing is. But uh, you got go sh- right you ahead. Got shit and pissed on. Can't say. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other than that, people are freaking out about gun control. People are that one. That girl is still missing. No, I didn't abduct her. Oh um, really? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I have that's a sad. I have a sneaking suspicion that a former roommate killed her. But. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> also makes sense. Yeah. Also topical. Also topical. Enough. Okay, so. Andrew, uh, you've, right. you've teased this, so please For tell the first me. time, I think ever, uh, definitely ever doing this show, people are freaking out on Facebook uh, based mostly on on my, my personal research. Um, okay. Earlier today, I I got to work. I was the only one there. I I was I think it, like a song came on or something reminded me of living in this, uh, this old punk house I lived in in like 1990. 798 like a long ass time ago. It was on West Street. I remember that house. Yep, West Street. 
Uh, yeah, you, 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 I think you went in there to get your amp once yeah, or something, I or, live, or, you or borrow, pick up your roommate you, who was too drunk to drive. Yeah, because I lived with that girl, and I lived on Washington Avenue, which is kitty corner to your street, and you borrow, mm-hmm. you borrowed my PV bass amp without asking, so you guys could you do a, correct. You guys could do a police line show, and then I went to get my amp. I did pay you back though by messing up your kitchen and not cleaning it up. Yes, and I all but I, but sweet revenge because I remember uh, going with my roommate to your house once, and I saw that there was a towel a white towel that somebody wiped their ass with in front of the house and i turned around and walked away (laughs) 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 so that's a little bit of crust punk andrew living for you uh picture in your mind's eye that yeah let let this let this get very vivid for you probably (laughs) right around the same era yes of course so so let's hear it i started to think about you know former roommates there were some real weirdos that were there sure and i just started to like look them up like oh what's this guy doing what's hey. this guy doing? you know we had like a guy who went to jail for burglary who's like trying to turn his life around so <laughs> i couldn't find him i either he did or he didn't i'm not sure wasn't there some dude um, who, who got in a was in a riot in england and beat up a cop and got sentenced to jail yeah, for like 30 that years was, uh, a dude who went to england hit a cop over the head with a shovel yeah and he was on uh, he was on camera to, doing it like the f- went to his trial and then booked it, and as far as I know, it's is still on the run. But he can't leave England because you know he'll get caught. So Holy as far as I know, shit. he's still just who knows. Oh, I want, at some point I'd like swim to France or something. Jesus Christ! Like I said, who the fuck knows? <laughs> who that, that dude could be very much in jail right now. Yeah. Um. But yeah, a lot of shifty characters like that. But one of my roommates that I uh, I looked up was. Uh, she was, uh, she was going to school for like dolphins or some shit, like of, biology, of course. Yeah. Uh, but would make money by being a dominatrix. I know exactly who you're talking about. And she backed into my fucking car one time, and I insisted my roommate call her. I know exactly who that is. Get ready for this one then. Okay. So um, I'm like, I wonder what happened to her. <laughs> so I'm scrolling through, and I. I didn't remember her last name, so I had to. You know, luckily her first name is like distinct, so. It took me some some tries, but I managed to. I just lost. There we go. Sorry, I just yeah. lost video. Okay. Um, man, you know, it took me some tries, but I managed to uh, figure it out, and it came up with two really interesting words next to it on the Google search. Oh no! It came up with first name, last name, sex offender. <gasps> Holy fuck, like, dude! No way! Like, there's no way. <laughs> I live a very good life. I don't like. I don't fuck people over. I don't steal shit. I want. There's no way my life is this good though. So uh, <laughs> I click on it, and sure as shit, no way. Registered convicted sex offender. Uh, I actually had. I emailed the link to Sean Duty for uh, <laughs> just to confirm. Like Sean Duty, I like. I might be high as shit. You gotta let me know if this is like legitimate or if I'm just like I just. Don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> As it turns out, and uh, I guess allegedly, or maybe not allegedly, I don't know. I mean, uh, convicted, I guess maybe this yeah. shit happens. But um, I like to give people I know the benefit of the doubt. Uh, allegedly uh, took advantage of a 14-year-old student holy as, uh, shit. as a teacher. Wow, you got to be really hard up to want to bang a 14-year-old. Uh, yeah, I, I, was, I mean, she was definitely a little, a little messed up, a little touched. As, uh, as I say, <laughs> she's got the touch exactly. Holy uh, shit! Best part is she lives uh, two uh, two and a half blocks from me. Oh, excellent! <laughs> yeah, like I could definitely walk over there right now and be like, "Can I interview you about this? What's going on?" Get her on. Get her on the next podcast. No question. 
and, uh, I could not possibly want to do anything less. <laughs> no, when you know um, what? It's really cool when I when I go down there again. We get we do the the Sean Duty files. Um, oh yeah, which is great. By the way, it's going to be really fun. When, that's when we play scenario with him. Now that we got all the heavy shit out of the way, it's time to have some fun with Sean Duty. Or try That'll to. That'll be a good one. Or try to, because that motherfucker's cool. Yeah, no, he's fucking not no fun. fun duty. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. He's like he's about as fun as like uh, he's about as fun as jerking off with sandpaper. <laughs> I'm full. I must have been. I must be like in this weird zone where I just have absorbed the spirit of my hometown because I'm saying some like really awful shit. <laughs> Dumb. I shit. wouldn't trust that for a miracle. Oh my god, the best Glens Falls ism ever. I ain't trust uh, that Obama. I wouldn't trust him for a miracle. All right. Talk about getting super hyper regional. I wouldn't trust you, Andrew. I'm sorry, man. But after all the shit we've been through, I wouldn't trust you for a miracle. It's understandable. <laughs> I don't. However, I do not trust Sean Duty for a miracle. Let's get that no, out. No, definitely there. not. In the spirit of the spooky podcast, I will. Uh, I will say that for some reason. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, so I uh, <clears throat> I sent that to one person who lived there. It was just the message, like, you know, you're welcome, or something to that effect. <laughs> and uh, it began to snowball. Oh, boy. And it became this weird, like, sort of reunion for, uh, hey! <laughs> for a few of the people that were there. <laughs> the people who survived. And I feel bad, because it's not like she was like, well, maybe she was a bad person, I don't know. But She, like, backed, my, she backed into my fucking car and she took off. Did back in your car. Never fired a firearm at me. Never, like, oh, well, actually, she threw a burrito at Sean Duty. I was going to say never threw anything at me. But <laughs> Wait, stop. She, you know. she, threw a, she threw a burrito at Sean Duty. Please tell tell the story well she threw a burrito as i wasn't there for it but apparently she threw a burrito at sean duty because he didn't like a friend of hers so it was like it was really uh, like I was gonna say, unhinged that, stuff. that might that is the way to sean duty's heart through his stomach so maybe she yeah. was trying to make a uh, a bold move um uh, toward the sean do it's possible there was uh it, it was a revolving door uh for uh for guests of that house wow, i remember so- once we had a band stay over and uh I'm fair. I, I I hate putting people's business out there, but it's just it was just too good. <laughs> Great. But, uh, I remember she slept with some dude in the band, and oh. somebody was like, "Yeah, but there's another dude in there, just like hanging out." <laughs> and I'm like, "Really? Wow, that's it's fucking interesting and weird." Yeah, All right, I, I get God off. bless. See, I get off on that shit. I like being watched. Uh, there you go. Maybe I, that was a, that was her thing. I can't get anyone to to agree to that ever, though. The closest that's thing a, that's a tall order. The close, well, the closest thing, way I ever got that girl from Seattle who was terrible, but she we did do it on chat roulette an awful lot. Mm-hmm. We, this was in the Wild West chat roulette when dudes would just <laughs> anything goes, anything goes. These dudes, I mean, we even the uh, dudes would just beat off and say like "fuck her harder," <laughs> like shit like did that. Did they find a way around that? I, I mean, I don't know. It was at the at one point I think at that time it was about three years ago, so it was. Uh, it was like anything goes, you know. Then they don't. I think that they you had an option to report the person, but it took a little bit of time. I don't know, but it was we we got a lot of mileage out of that right. chat roulette. And, and but other than that, I haven't found you know. And plus, it's hard because you find how it's not like hey Andrew, would you like to come to Albany and watch me have sex with this girl? <laughs> you know, Andrew, my one of my best friends, or Justin, you know, one of my best friends, or somebody. I wouldn't ask, you know. I mean, I wouldn't ask you guys to watch me have sex, so, but I don't trust anybody else. So it's. Uh, a, I mean, I, I wouldn't judge if you did, but I would also strongly rebuff you. <laughs> Sorry, man, it's not gonna happen. Remember when we were in Atlanta and I was trying to make out with that girl, and I kept like I was saying like the dumbest pickup lines to her, and you were like, "Just go to sleep." <laughs> Remember that? 
vaguely. I, was that the same night? In, there was a night in that Atlanta was, where that really drunk kid was walking around and tried to steal the bed I was sleeping no, on. No, that of the was night. that was earlier Atlanta. That's when we put Atlanta on the blacklist for a couple of years. When yeah, you were right. in the sleeping bag and the dude came in and tr- pull, tried to pull you out of the sl- pull the sleeping bag off you because he's like, I think that's mine. I think that's my sleeping bag. Yeah, it was that, that dude that every fucking house show has that one dude they wish would just go home and wouldn't show up. He's like yeah. maybe like a little autistic or something. He just didn't understand <laughs> subtext, you know? Yeah, he yeah was that was We ended up staying in the house with all of them. And I, I slept in our van, and our van was so dirty that I got physically sick. I remember that. And I was like, we were stopping at like... I was like, I I got really heavy with everybody. I'm like, look, I need to get zinc lozenges, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, like, look. And then I just got all pissed off because I was sick. And I kept talking about how my body was betraying me. Like I was on like a spiritual trip. <laughs> wow, I was a really cool dude. I don't know how you lasted uh, so long with me. In the I honestly, I, I remember that morning being one of the worst tour mornings. Because oh, we yeah. got up at like 6 and got the fuck out. And it was freezing even though we're in Georgia. And yeah. it, like we couldn't find a place for Eric to get coffee. So he was bummed. You were sick. I was tired. It was, <laughs> it was rough. Eric Busta did need his coffee in order to function. Oh, yeah. He was getting ready. He had very. I remember I gave him a protein bar with caffeine in it once, and he was like, "I love it. We need to get more of those." And then he was like, <laughs> "He got like bummed when we couldn't go get more of those." It was really the Atlanta. No, the the Atlanta. I'm talking about. I remember we there was a heavy metal girl and there was a couple other girls, like a house full of girls living there, and there was uh, and you guys were all sleeping on the floor, and it was like it was on the cruel hand, uh, the uh, half heart tour. Yeah. Uh, and you remember that now? And we like, I do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there was that girl who was wasted. And there was me and this other dude trying to like work her. It was so pathetic. Like, none of us, neither of us are going to, you know, this girl's like, ah. But uh, I'm sitting on the, the couch with her. And Sean, dude, he keeps like, he just keeps looking at, like, getting up and looking at me like, we need sleep. We need to, you know, be a well oiled machine. And you just keep rolling around, which I know you value your sleep because you can't sleep that that well. But that's correct. Uh, and um, oh fuck, so I don't get, I don't, I don't get it happening with her. But uh, to, foreshadowing, I uh, that's the night that our van oil pressure gauge broke, and uh, I also started texting this girl, and she halfway through like texting her like ten times, and she's like, "Yeah, I was really drunk. I'm not sure who you are." <laughs> <laughs> But after, like, texting me for an hour, which is, like, shitty, you know? So. I I guess it's a pleasant surprise on her end. I don't maybe. Well, then I also added her on Facebook and talked to her every time she signed on chat. Very good. How'd that end? Great, no, really, well, she deleted me. Which nah, was, there you go. Which is, like, a shitty move, because all I'm trying to do is make some, make some networking connections. That's I think all. you should try to add her again. I don't for the not- sake of the podcast, get down there. As a true tour dude, I don't remember her name, bro. So many, there's so many fucking hound dogs out there on the road. I just don't remember. Um, <laughs> you know, it's. Uh, I don't really remember the house we stayed in that night. I remember like I remember all those bits and pieces, but yeah, there's there's a big scene missing card there. I think either the day before or the day after that, I got really really sick. Like, there was that one day where I just had a fever. I was just really not doing well. And I, it was right around then. That's true. That was the day uh, The day after that. That was the same day that Bob Shedd lost my shoes. Oh, that's right. He, I had them on top of the van, and he had to drive to Taco Bell. He had to go to Taco Bell. And he lost my shoes, and he just gave me, like, a deal with it. And I was like, cool. He lost my fucking <laughs> shoes. <laughs> I had to go. I think I had to go to like the the local like downtown wherever we were. I had to go to like the Gap and buy like 
like plastic boat shoes that they sell mm-hmm. for like 70 bucks. I was so pissed. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah, really good. Good life, boy. I tell you, when I talk about touring this way, I don't miss it at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually. Um, yeah, maybe we're just framing this the wrong way. Um, did I ever? Oh, yeah, I finished talking about what I call my penis, beautiful stranger. Um, uh, speaking of penis, Andrew, I have a story oh, to tell. Oh, should be good. Um, this might require a drum roll. <laughs> I'll go find that clip of Eric Booster again. Uh, are you ready? I got some sweet jug last night. Is that right? I did. Episode 13. All right. Hey. <laughs> Not, let, don't sweat the technique, as a great man once said. I met an okay Cupid uh, that day like yesterday <laughs> wow all right moving fast <laughs> yeah i only know her as uh well you know um she would sign her okay cupid emails lefty <laughs> so that's uh and that's how i uh come to know her come and that's how i came <laughs> to know her um <laughs> i'm gonna make it short and sweet okay because I, right now i am high on the hog okay all you motherfuckers who've been waiting around asking me, you know, why doesn't this guy get action? Look, I got it, man. I did it once, and it lasted like four minutes, and it was amazing for me. <laughs> okay? I got in that gu- got in that gully. I got the jelly leg going. I got all that shit. The jelly roll. What um, was the one they said? In the- oh, nuts deep in guts. I was, was the, uh, yeah, the one I learned bro, in English. That was real good. Uh, up, to, up to my notes and guts, man. Okay, it was cool. Uh, just talking, talking. I was like, hey, we should hang out. And I uh, met her downtown. And she's talking about what well, talked about, like, uh, she liked like, Latin music. And I was like, well, that's cool. Let's listen to that. And we did. And I went in because I'm so, I was such a, like, a, a Wyatt Earp style desperation where I'm just kind of walking into, like, a gun battle, like, just similar to the situation. And in this kind of the same neighborhood as the Hooker House. Uh, and then, you know, uh, she's, like, really young, like, 23, maybe. Um, which is, you know, kind of my wheelhouse, unfortunately, uh, sadly. Um, uh, You know, I mean, I wish there was more of a story, but I just just started making out, and then I was like, I'm going to go for it. I don't even care, and it was... But, you know, as I lay there, though, she was in total control. Uh, She was on a little bit of wine from dinner, and right. she just Carla Rossi. Carla, oh, went for the good stuff. <laughs> well, as a similar theme in my life. No, it was just some cheap shit. But um, we had to walk across the park to get back to her her flat, <laughs> her apartment. And um, uh, wham bam, thank you, ma'am. Uh, we listened to side A and side B of an album. Did it, and then I realized I feel very exposed because I'm 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 not I don't look good with my clothes off. I feel very exposed when I'm laying in somebody's bed. Um, she she. Right after, which I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but right after we did it, she started smoking a lot of weed and just sort of started getting really sleepy. So I'm like, hey, you know, that's awesome. And we should hang out again, you know, cool. And then she's just like, yep. (laughs) And like, uh, but I did. I I got some some jelly roll on the second floor of a shitty apartment house in Albany. So go me. Uh, My drought, the drought is restarting the clock. The restarting the clock back in the saddle again. I. 
I feel like a new man. This is going to turn into a great relationship. I can just feel it in my bones. <laughs> We're going to live our lives together in perfect harmony. And she's going to The become... best part is for the next two weeks, every time your phone rings, you're going to have a heart attack again. Andrew, it's already started, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's already started. Even though I used a rubber and I pulled out before I ejaculated. Doesn't make a difference. Doesn't make a difference. uh, Too late. There's that scientific thing where it's like, well, what if one sperm got out? Just a single one can change your life. I come from a hearty peoples. One sperm might be enough, man. You know, like we come, we're a tough breed. You know, hardcore, persistent Germans. You know, it makes me nervous. And and if she's out there listening, because I told her about the podcast, um, just let me know. Don't do that Jezebel fucking thing where you don't let him know and then you like do that other shit. Just let me know, girl. Okay. I started. Bur- I was gonna do something really mean and text you and be like, "We need to talk." <laughs> that but, would be. Uh, I just. I, I just. Gotta, <laughs> I did already text you. Holy fuck! I just got a text, dude. Hold on. Oh, you asshole! <laughs> <laughs> I just freaked out a little. Oh, you're such a dick. Please text me that Andrew just texted me life, life, life in all caps. <laughs> Fuck. Holy shit. My uh, okay. Well, anyway, last fifteen minutes of this podcast. Maybe we should read some Tumblr questions, Andrew. Or do you have a similar story where you cheated on your girlfriend and hooked up with an OK Cupid girl? No, no, I didn't think so. <laughs> all uh, all good on this end. Okay, well, good on this end. Um, we got a lot of Tumblr questions. Okay, here. so what do we got We're, here? Uh, um, <laughs> we got a ton more since we've been talking, so I'm totally disoriented. Yeah, there's, there's like a lot, a lot. Yeah, 277. Should we uh, dive in? Yeah, go for it. Pick uh, pick your favorite. Okay. <clears throat> Which one of you is a nicer dude? I feel like Andrew seems nice, yet somewhat prickly, and Han seems really nice and open, yet perhaps the truth is actually the other way around. I'm going to um, let Justin Kiss answer my end. Who's the nicer dude? Andrew or I? Oh, you're both great. He just says we're both great, which yeah, is a no, pussy no, answer, no, no, bro. Not, no, he's in World of Warcraft. He's in his own. Um, I'm not playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> he's trying to fix my guitar for me. <laughs> hey, the guitar, the pink guitar is getting fixed. All right, guys. I know the world is waiting for my pink guitar to get it, be getting I'm fixed. I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> it is. The world is waiting. It's going to be, uh, I bought, uh, I had a sketchy deal at the, uh, Crossgate Small Food Court yesterday. I bought two DiMarzio pickups from a teenager for $15. (laughs) Very good. There we go. Uh, I love a good sketchy Craigslist deal. It's my favorite. Oh, it's the best. And I always meet them at the food court just to make it extra sketchy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's it's like fucking you pretend you're in Jackie Brown like the last fucking four hours of that movie. Oh, it was great. And and it looked really shady because he had them in a a brown paper bag. And I gave him my cash and he walked away. (laughs) So it was absolutely perfect. Um, Andrew, how would you answer that? Who, which one of us is nicer? Because I think let's let's put it in the tour scenario. Now you are one hundred percent nicer than me in any tour or non scenario, without a doubt. That's true because you are kind of a prickly dude. Yeah, I mean, you'll sit and you'll you'll talk to somebody you want to deal with. After like five minutes of my time, I'm inclined to be like, all right. Remember, look, I would like. You're a hick. Get remember, away from me. yeah. Remember, I would talk to like complete strangers. Like we'd play some like hick show in Connecticut, and I would be like. Um, Talk to him forever. Oh, yeah, you guys did a G.G. Allen cover. That's amazing. Let's talk about draft beer. Let's talk about, yeah. you know, and you're like <laughs> cashed out completely. Um, you were, we were better than, uh, no, yeah, we were probably, I was probably the nicest. I, I appreciate whoever wrote that. Um, thank you. 
Yeah, I'll 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 straight up shit on you if I'm just not like <laughs> if I'm not feeling you, man. Like, sorry. Yeah, I'll call you a man child. You are beneath me. That's the whole onus behind you are beneath me. We we yep. generally genuinely thought and continue to think that we're that people are beneath us. I just got logged out of Tumblr. God damn it. All right. Oh well, I'm gonna jump in then. Boom. Hans. Now I I think the same person is writing all of these because it's the same. Like uh, they have like the same punctuation on every one, but Hans, excellent. What is the way to successfully be with a lot of women sexually as you have while still being a nice guy, like you? I assume are awkward sentence, but hey, <laughs> maybe they're from uh, Nairobi. Maybe they're from Nairobi. Yo, I don't know how you do things in Nairobi, bro, but um. It's called, uh, well, I've been fucking since I was 15, and I'm now 35, so I've got 20 years of desperate padding, prying, prodding, internet, like, IMing, 3 a.m., hey, what are you doing? Um, You know, writing girls on MySpace and then Facebook, like, these long, flowery messages about how how I'm more awesome than I actually am. The aforementioned OKCupid okay hookup. This is what I'm trying to say is it's an actually a terrible existence. It doesn't make me feel good to have anonymous sex at all. But for some reason, I feel like some weird societal pressure to do it because I, I was overlooked uh, when I was younger by women. Um, it's not great. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I, I'm not with a lot of women now. You know, this back-in-the-saddle thing's not going to last, considering I don't know her name. Uh, our only contact is on OkCupid. She gave me her address. It's, uh, I don't know. It's it's not, not great. I would much rather have, like, one girl that I could just have a bunch of good sex with instead of, like, a chorus of trollops that I have for four-minute sex with. You know? I'm, I'm seeing good things for you and this girl in the future. Yeah? Oh, this girl? You think this girl on OkCupid is uh, really going to make the mix on me? This might be the one. This might be the one. Oh my god! And I turn into. I would make her. I would. I would make her live with me. I wouldn't allow her to work because there might be men at her job. <laughs> and then sorry, I sorry. Wouldn't, I wouldn't let her leave the house unless she was wearing ugly clothes, and I would have to be with her, and she couldn't really leave at all. And I would control her Facebook and and accounts, and her phone. <laughs> Just kidding. Just really kidding. getting wild. You like the tone. I was trying to make it scary for number 13. You like the tone of voice. That's very, actually very good. Well done. Yeah. People say I, I could be a good actor. I don't think that's true. Although people have said I sound like Philip Seymour Hoffman. So uh, We need to get a producer for this show. We need to have a third party here that controls all this shit because I'm sitting here. I'm looking at the volume control of you know me talking. I'm looking at questions here. I'm not. I, I only got one brain. I yeah. can't do this much. Who's going to be our producer? Justin, would you like to be our producer? There you go. Not really. Not really. <laughs> Not really. That's exactly the yeah. uh, the response I Not thought really. I'd get. Damn. But Justin's the only person I trust in my life. I know. He's fixing my guitar. My guitar is in pieces right now, and he's trying to fix it. That's how much I Are trust you him. privately freaking out right now, but no. you're dropping in pieces? No. You, you know me. I This thing's never been set up, so I don't really no, freak out true. about it. <laughs> it's just like, I just like it. Um, All right, what else we got in this list here? Let's see. Um, uh, are you back ba, ba, in? Ba, ba, ba. Oh, this is a weird one. Hmm. All right. Andrew, I'm 29, dating a girl who's about seven years younger than I am. Mm-hmm. We've been together for a year, and I like her, but now that we're discussing moving in together, I'm worried about the disparity in our finances. Ugh. She comes from an affluent, extremely successful family and is pretty much set for life. 
I work at a restaurant and never finished college. We really care for each other, but my gut feeling is at some point this will fall apart over this class disparity. Love it. Then again, I'm often a paranoid weirdo incapable of feeling joy. Thoughts? Um, well, you, uh, here's the deal. <laughs> I've been in this situation, and uh, when you say that uh, she is pretty much set for life, I want you to turn that into we are pretty much set for life. Yeah. You want to ride. Isn't like a fucking 1980s movie. No. I, uh, honestly, and it's cool because this is a dual thing where you're essentially going to live off daddy's money. He's going to give you a job at the firm or, you know, the fucking furniture store he works for or what the fuck ever. Mm-hmm. And if you're serious about, you know, 29, whatever. And then, um, but also this will be the litmus test because if she brings up money, like, why didn't you do more? You should get a second job. Break up with her immediately because she's a shallow, petty bitch. Or not even <laughs> that. Like, fucking go ahead and get, like, get your job, do your thing. Having, like, a job that makes, like, you know, okay money mm-hmm. that you'd be scraping to live by otherwise and not having to worry about scraping by and just having, like, fucking $28,000 a fucking year to play with is yeah. pretty awesome. That's amazing. That's uh, And not to mention, yeah, just fucking just be awesome. How hard is it to be awesome? It's not that, that difficult, it, you know? I think all these a lot of these insecure questions just boil down to be awesome. You just know? be awesome. It's yeah. Not hard. Yeah. I mean, make her come twice and she won't care how big you're not. <laughs> no. it gets me every time it gets me every time no i um honestly d- uh, my man don't worry about it if she really loves you i know it sounds corny uh but if she really loves you and she she won't give a shit about that stuff in fact you should you should make fun of her about being a rich kid see how that works out for you mm-hmm. she'll be like oh you know, i would really like to buy these groceries but you probably should because you have a credit card in your dad's name <laughs> and uh, i shouldn't buy anything <laughs> you've got the daddy black card okay uh, what else? What do you got here? Um, well, we've got a follow-up from the OK Cupid stalker. He says he didn't mean to weird anyone out. Uh, he was just bored as fuck. He since deleted the OK Cupid account, which I find sad because uh, I now know who it is, and he's a really cool guy. I seem to get matched exclusively with mallcore girls and the occasional hyper-religious obese girl. I, I think I well, assume that's always like that. Uh, he asks, should he have stuck with it? Absolutely, considering I just got some 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 gush off the fucking OK Cupid, some anonymous jug. Okay, there you go. <laughs> uh, look, I also think mallcore girls are cute. You know, you got the, the double piercing and the lip and the uh, and trigger warning. Yeah, trigger warning. You got the. <laughs> that's right. God damn. <laughs> I like that part where Sean Duty got was the most mad that the fact that the girl I left the tour for wasn't hot in any way. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, really wasn't. He's like, that's so yeah, he's like I love how he rubs it in. He's like, She really wasn't. I was like, Okay. <laughs> okay, man. I can't wait to come down for fifteen or we just give Sean Duty the fucking screws, man. Somebody wrote and I answered in a snarky way and deleted it, but they're like they said that the podcast is turning into a stale fart. I mean, yeah, I saw that. And then I deleted I, uh, it because I, I wrote something snarky back and I deleted it because that's not my style. But uh, first of all, you know, lick my shit. If, you, if, it really bugs, <laughs> if it really bugs you, there's an unfollow button on the top right corner and you never have to worry about it again. Uh, but if you want to hang in, just, you know, take the good, take the bad. Take the good, you take the bad. I can't speak tonight because I'm on uh, amphetamines. Um, <laughs> uh just deal. You know, I, I mean, sometimes we're going to be, you know, sometimes we're just going to have hubbub. It's like you're riding in the van with us, and sometimes we're just going to talk about like 
like boners or like Italian disco for an hour and you're just gonna have to deal with it we can't you know it's not always sunshine sometimes there's rain as you know uh as um this Kansas City Chiefs told uh, CFL star Casey Printers while he was getting released in uh, 2005, sometimes you have to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. And sometimes you don't. That's bold. Yeah. Uh, obscure um, uh, HBO Hard Knocks reference, if anybody got that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I saw that, the whole thing is like, I, and this is always my reaction to those things, is you maybe should go listen to the Transformers 3 soundtrack. Yeah. I think you'll enjoy that more. Or, or we could like, always fall back I, to... I uh, can't do bombast all the time. I can't do intros and cute things. What I can do is sit with my friend and have a conversation, and you can choose to enjoy it or choose to enjoy Transformers 3. Yeah, or I can always fall back to the point of there's a man in this world right now or a woman who just realized he's eaten poison and is about to die. I so, said that to somebody today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, shit, I ate poison. Oh, fuck, and I'm dead. Uh, so, you know, fucking... Pump the brakes on that bullshit. All right, go f- go fucking go hang out on fucking bmx.com or some dumb bullshit like that. Or or put your Beats by Joy headphones on. I think that's what I'm going to I'm going to use mm-hmm. that as one of my main shade throwing references. I'm going to say well, go put your Beats by Dre <laughs> or, you know, practice your posse jumps in the mirror or do whatever the fuck people do. Have fun with that. Okay. What else we got? I'm uh, I'm, I'm digging through uh, digging through the archives here. I'm yeah. really going deep. Well, I got a quick one. Uh, All right. Hans, please detail your first experience playing with somebody else's butthole. My girl, Weird. my girlfriend recently let me start touching and licking hers. That shit is dope. Buttholes, man. When you say that shit is dope, are you talking about actual excrement? That's, yeah, what's up? That is left over inside and around her butthole. Um, I have only done that once. Uh, it was with the girl in Seattle. And she, uh, it was really fucking gross. Yeah, really not my thing. It was, I couldn't believe how awful it was. And I've done a lot of, (laughs) I've eaten a lot of gross things and I've done a lot of gross things. And it was just the, I felt the lowest. Uh, It was the culmination of everything that I had feared that it would be. Um, You wished you could have joined the army. I wish I could have, uh, I, my life flashed in front of me and I said, motherfucker, I should have just joined the army and went to Bosnia. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> which i haven't said in a while but i i had that moment you know and it was like shitty relationship plus literally shitty relationship because uh it wasn't she wasn't fresh uh so the ass was a little uh a little gamey yeah a little gamey it was a little uh it was a little uh, fruitful at that moment and, uh, <laughs> and it was it's just like a, oh this is fucking awful yeah this is awful and i talked a lot about shit in this uh yeah um, <laughs> are we going to go to the, you know what I'm going to go to the very first uh, number the the first out of 277 I'm going to go all the way down you're scrolling I'm scrolling bro I'm going to do this one while you're scrolling because uh, this yeah, came up a few do. times this week address to me uh, Andrew what are your top three worst experiences as a sound guy both in terms of the music and the attitude of the bands yeah realistically too numerous to count they've all become this one quilt of pain that i've uh, i've worn for years and years since ruined music for me uh absolute worst though was uh december 31st 2009 i think or eight one of the new years that we weren't playing which are rare yeah uh i was doing sound for i forget the name of the band but it was a benefit for the albany roller derby league was it uh, cat? Uh, was it, which? What's that? Was it cat ass juice? 
It was not. It may as well have been cat ass juice, but it wasn't. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was a band they just found on MySpace. We're like, hey, do you want to play this? And they said, yeah, sure. Always a good. So of course, this formula. roller derby benefit had nine people show up, eight of which were roller girls. So it was uh. just like me and a bunch of like fucking deformed looking women. Um, and the band starts to play. I they're awful. They're really bad. Uh, <laughs> guy who sings, gotta be you know. 300, 330 pounds, a really, really big dude. Great. Uh, comes out painted red and blue with just wearing a Speedo. So he's entire looks like a fucking, uh. like a football fan you, you see in The Simpsons. Um, they start playing really bad music and they just like are throwing shit around because there's eight people there. Who cares? And the guitarist gets off stage and throws a chair, which goes through the wall. And I'm like, all right, fuck this. I get out of the sound booth, and I go, and I grab the kid by the back of the neck, and I walk him over. And as I start to shout, like, look what you did to my wall, or something to that effect, <laughs> the painted guy assumes I'm fighting him, comes over and proceeds to pummel the shit out of me. Oh, my God. Like, dude is so big, there's no, like, I could have had a baseball bat, and it would have been, like, closer to an even fight. It was ridiculous. Jesus. Um, so I am now being punched in the face by this guy, now covered in grease paint. <laughs> oh my I'm god! Like, I didn't even bother trying to fight back. I just got away from him. I'm like, all right, that's that. I go downstairs. I go to Ray. I'm like, yo, shut this shit down. I'm done. Right. <laughs> I'm kidding. I walk outside, and at that moment, it strikes midnight, and that's my first moment Whoa. of the new year. It's Jesus being Christ. fucking covered in paint, like nursing a fucking punch in the mouth, and being like, I to me, man. remember when you told <laughs> me about it? that, and you were. Just as incredulous as you are now. <laughs> like, yeah, it was it was something else. Ugh. So yeah, that was probably my worst experience as a sound guy. Uh, maybe maybe not even to be perfectly honest. No, there no. was also the well, you know, we'll get into it some other time. Uh, maybe I'll share a new bad experience every week as they come to well, me. Well, there was that one time we played with the Firebird Band, and you had to uh, run a show upstairs and then run down and play bass for like twenty minutes, and then run back upstairs. <laughs> that that was, happened numerous times. Yeah. I could use an extra hand. I have to count all the times I've had either run down and play or run down and mix two shows at once. Yeah, it was, it was good. Uh, something else. That was. Awesome. On the other hand, I am fucking extremely talented behind the board. Apparently, you are. No, that was that's that's really good. It, it's uh, the sound the sound guy at Valentine's now. Oof, forget it. No so, good. That's a shame. Yeah, well, that's a shame. All right. Well, that's uh, that's a, a long answer to a short question. Yeah. Uh, here's a good one. Who is the least sane, and alternately the most reasonable member of end of a year when you both were in the band together? Well, I mean, I was secretly, and we found out later, I was the least sane. Yeah, you, you held it together good, though. I did. Uh, least sane for a long time was Sean Duty. Without a doubt, Sean well, Duty. He, least, least sane. I think still to this day. Amp puncher, um, complainer, crybaby bitch ass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Eric Busta had his moments. He he was a builder upper. He was like a pressure mm-hmm. cooker. And then like we'd be in like we'd be in like Ventura, California, and he'd like slam a door in your face and he'd be like, Oh, well, that's you know, that's what happened with that. Uh Patrick was always I on. remember one day he uh, he was on the phone, we were trying to leave. I think we were in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. We were trying to leave and he was like on the phone and I you know, I said some fucking some shit that's like, you know, funny cruel. Yeah. And uh, he was just really not having it, and it turned out his grandmother broke her back. 
The and he was like getting fuck? the news on on the phone and i'm like come on and let's go but that's so. how we were we're like hey who are you talking to man your fucking girlfriend he wants to leave yeah, you alone so you could jerk was, off and meanwhile it's, he's being told his grandmother fell down and broke her back <laughs> that's the way you were you know it was like being in the fucking marines man you had to be tough when you were with mm-hmm. us none of that pussy shit we took one of his friends on a tour with us once and that motherfucker was complaining and crying because he lost his salmon in the van remember that motherfucker Salmon never returned either. Never, never returned. I don't know. I think someone actually got in the van and stole the salmon because he or, he got yeah. some like dried salmon jerky and he's like, I'm going to save this up for a special occasion. And we had a, I, we were all really excited for him to break in out of the fucking like salmon jerky in the car too. That's, yeah, that, that would smell fucking delicious. So back then, that's when we were we were like you know young bucks and we we're like we're going to drive from Tacoma to L.A. tonight and like so <laughs> that's what we did and. uh he was crying, man. He was. He yeah, was. That was, was rough for him. He caught a case. That was. That was rough. Um, we're uh, Patrick was always like the even keel, like Zen guru who would just fall asleep in the back of the van and uh, fart. That was about it. Yeah. He wouldn't really lose his mind. I only saw, only saw him lose his mind when I lost my mind. So maybe we were of one mind. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's yeah. That's right. <laughs> Fucking the rifts are apparent. Yeah. Which uh, let me just put it out there. We've had many requests for Patrick on the podcast. And I would love nothing more um, because I think it would be interesting for, to get him into our world and how we operate and see if he can live. This is our world now. <laughs> You're just a squirrel looking for a fucking nut, bro. Okay? So I challenge, I, I issue a challenge. Patrick, if you're out there, my good friend, come on the podcast. Come on the drive. You've been on a drive with us many times, maybe for number 15. I, I, uh, public decree. Um, I'd love to, uh, I'd love to chop it up with you. And I'm sure this Andy, means I'm going to have to talk to that asshole more than I already do. That's what I mean. I haven't talked to that motherfucker in a long time. I kind of miss him, but you talk to him all the time. So it's not. Uh, like if I hear that guy's voice, my fucking traps seize up. Oh, I mean, oh, let's not, let's not be. I mean, if I, you know, I've heard his voice <laughs> a lot. Like there was a point where we were, uh, it was like, where there was a point uh, toward the end of my tenure when we were all still together where we would literally play like three songs and then he, he would talk for like the other 20 minutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like short and sweet. And I'd, I would be like, I would turn on the feedback and still be talking and show be like, oh, come on, you know, we got a whole set list here, guy. You know, but, uh, you know, it's cool. So, yeah, if you're, uh, if you're feeling froggy, Patrick, jump and get a taste because we'd love to have you. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I uh, we have so many questions I want to keep cutting through, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately we're starting to fucking get time crunched. Time so, crunched. Uh, Let's pick. I think a... We're gonna have to call it on this one. All right. Um, or we can we can ask one more. Go for it. Um, talk about guitar stuff, please. I know you really like to talk about guitar stuff. Yeah. Why? Oh God. Just, you know, I, of, I have a guitar. I play it occasionally. Uh, some of the guys on the Stumbler really like guitar stuff. <gasps> Justin just broke a knob off my guitar. Speaking of guitar stuff. Oh, you know how old that knob is? I'd rather you break off my penis knob than that knob. God. (laughs) Uh, It's okay. I'm not mad. Uh, I don't really care. It's it's beautiful that he's... Yeah, it's beautiful that he's fixing my guitar. I don't give a shit. Um, uh, I I played a Gibson SGX with a Fender Rock Pro 1000 solid state amplifier and a... Uh, remember that Yorkville cabinet I had, the Canadian oh, cabinet, yeah. which I thought broke, which really just got disconnected, but I just wouldn't use it anymore. So I borrowed your music man for like four years. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Andrew was a music man devotee, even though that shit sounded like, uh, well, it didn't sound like it was about as dependable as a car stereo. Yeah. <laughs> it, would, it would sometimes sound really good and sometimes, uh, sometimes sound like, a f- sometimes not so hot. No, it sounded like a fart through like a Walkman. <laughs> <laughs> Still got it though. Still playing yeah. it. Hell yeah, man. Good. It's probably, it's probably a lot better. I would always, but Hey, I dropped my, I dropped the solid state down the stairs. I dropped it down, dropped it in a puddle. Yeah, that uh, thing took a beating. Crisscross the country, still have it. It's in a basement now, uh, in like a moldy base, basement right now. And I bet it would. Uh, I bet I could plug it in and make it work. No sweat. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> so it's a war horse. It cost me a hundred dollars, and God bless. Don't don't bring your fancy shit on the road. Nobody's impressed. You know. Mm-hmm. I know you like to have like a cock measuring. Oh, I've got an orange amp and a fucking you know emperor cabinet and all of that. Just. Yeah, this shit was a hundred bucks. It weighs six pounds. Yeah, exactly. Go practice your your practice your your high jumps instead. That's the because <laughs> that's the shit people care about. That oh, those motherfuckers do. Let's go to see that band. Those motherfuckers know how to jump. They jump high. They jump high. They have they, they've, got, they've got a beat sponsorship. Yes, they have deeply personal, impactful lyrics that only I understand. <laughs> it's amazing. Yes. All right. On that this note. has been Overnight Drive number spooky 13. Spooky 13. 13. Oh my god. Be careful out there because Overnight Drive the 13th, you know some bad shit's going to happen if you listen to this. This is like bad. Mm-hmm. It's like breaking a mirror, motherfucker. I uh, I walked past a guy who had his entire desk in a box as he uh, walked home from work today and I oh. knew I knew 13. <laughs> Very sad, very Andrew, scary. I hope that's not you, man. I got, I got to no, re- put the fear of God into me, though. I started to work real hard. Oh, I do that all the time now. I can't, I can't go back, man. Once I, I got, I'm so close to that, that sweet, locked into that sweet forever job that I just, ah, uh, it'd be so nice to not have to look for a job anymore, ever. In that corner office on the first floor. I got a corner office on the first floor. It's look, it's looking <laughs> at me. It's, it looks at me every day. Parking in the A lot. Right now, I got to park under the bridge. I, one day, I want to park in the A lot and walk across the street instead. I, I, I think you'll still park under the bridge, even <laughs> if you get that A lot spot. The, the bridge is where you, uh, you're comfortable. It's also where I shed some blood. Uh, uh, you've uh, anything to plug this week? You didn't even get my Chili Peppers reference, dude. What's that? You didn't get my Chili Peppers reference. Oh, you show. Uh, not gotcha. Jesus, what is this world coming to? There's just so many Chili Pepper and fucking Aerosmith references that fly Back around in here. Back the saddle and under the one bridge. each in this episode, by the way. <laughs> Fuck. Yes, uh, one for each bullet I'm going to put in my body. <laughs> I always talk about killing myself, and one day there's just going to be overnight drive of the wake, and it's just going to be like, "Hey, this is Andrew. It's really heavy. Uh, I'm at Hans's funeral because he fucking shot himself finally." Uh, Sean Duty's here. He looks bummed out, but he is also like worrying about like his stuff and shit too. It's really weird. Um, yeah. Was uh, crazy and paranoid. Yeah. And used to uh, go around telling everyone that he had a poison pill, uh, cyanide, in his back tooth. That when the Russians came to get him, he was going to take it and kill himself. Wow. <laughs> and no one believed him. One day he did. Holy shit! Absolutely no happened. shit. The guy, the guy who invented nylon, killed himself. That's yeah. awesome. Wow. Fucking well, live and learn. Thank you for giving me that awesome idea. Because you know, because I grind my teeth at night, so it might be like a short thing. Yes, I can't wait. Uh, I have a couple things to plug, Andrew. Uh, I have started a new blog called I Fucked Here. Uh, I've seen I fucked I here. fucked here. Tumblr. Com. Uh, since I've had sex with a lot of people in a lot of different places, I figured that I'd use the power of Google Maps 
to take screenshots and then tell the story. I have some up right now, but if you'd like to follow and tell your weird friend about ifuckedhere.tumblr.com or slash tumblr.com or what the fuck ever. Uh, <laughs> They'll find it. Yeah, find it. I fucked here. And I've got like five or six up right now, including two prostitution stories. One good, Ooh, one, not, one not so good. <laughs> um, I read the not so good ones. The not so good one where I, I dumped hand sanitizer on my penis and balls in an alley in Germany because I was convinced <laughs> I caught something. <laughs> That's good. Um, uh, uh, of course, as always, youlooksad.com. Thank you for the increased traffic and also... Uh, for the increased submissions feel free to submit anything i'll put up anything even if it's a 30 second video of you standing up and masturbating in your depressing room this has been overnight drive 13 a spooky motherfucker yeah the the spookiest uh what do we got overnightdrive.com yeah uh twitter Overnight underscore drive. We really neglect the fuck out of our Twitter. I'm switching that around. I just, this week, I'm going to tweet. I just rejoined Twitter today. I'm going to tweet, too. There you go. Get on there, shit. We, we're going we're gonna to tweet. We're going to turn off the thing that just reposts what we already posted, yeah. and it's going to be all, all be, legit content. We're going to yeah, turn right. into the real twits. It's going to um, be awesome. And, uh, oh, and the Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com slash Overnight Drive. Yep. You can get us at any of these places. Oh, and also, I've started listening to the band Cameo this week. Um, if you go out and buy their whole album, Word Up, and listen to the song Back and Forth, it'll change your fucking life. And that's your jam. It's my jam this week. So. Um, that's it. Stuff the ballot box. Again, I keep saying it every week, and you motherfuckers don't listen. Stuff that ballot box. Please. Fucking leave reviews. Tell people. Come on. Yeah. Be what, cool. What, what? Come, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, assholes. Don't, Why don't you be awesome? Yeah. If you, if, you know, it'll all, it'll all go away quickly if you don't like mm-hmm. uh you know if you don't say if you don't you know see something and say something we're just going to peace out on y'all and then you're not going to then you're not going to get your old school fucking tour story fix you're only going to hear about the new shit so. you'll you'll always wonder about our uh, our respective penises because yeah, we'll be getting the the updates yeah exactly or how i fuck so many girls dude i mean how would you you know <laughs> all this other shit it's all there so. All right, we will be back next week with fourteen. 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 That's, uh, that's a long ass time. Fourteen weeks, man. Long ass juice. Not bad. Not bad. All right. Uh, be safe. Don't get fired. Don't uh, do any sex offender shit. Yeah. And uh, rejoin OK Cupid. Yeah. Let's cue the music. All right.
Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There's, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today, and uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.